hockey fans, T-Boss is 13-3 and three here with another top-shelf guest and into our third season, which we're enjoying, with St. Paul native, former Golden Gopher, and Minnesota North Star, Tom Youngins. This episode is sponsored by State Farm Insurance, Raleigh's Coach Club, Northwoods Therapy Associates, and Chippewa Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Mogi. We are here at Tom Reed's Hockey City Pub in beautiful downtown St. Paul, Minnesota, a gorgeous summer day. And we are so excited to have Tom Younghands here, St. Paul native. He's in his hometown, and he's going to talk about his hockey career and his life. And Tom, thank you for taking the time to come and visit us. Well, thanks for having me. I, you know, when you called, I'm thinking, well, why me? <laughs> I'm, I'm two days older than dirt, and uh, so well, and I appreciate you calling. And uh, you know, I you know, love talking hockey all the time. So um, and here we are. So it's, you know, I love Tommy Reed's place. I. If I'm not here, I'm at McGovern. So okay. <laughs> well, you know. well, let's start off. Let's spread it you're, around a little bit, JC. Yes, you do. Yeah. You're wearing some motorcycle gear. Obviously, you're a biker, which is yeah. fantastic. But uh, uh, but tell us about that a little bit, and then about the 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 gang you're yeah. in. Well, this uh, is it's a little kind of a hobby. But what what happens when I was coming out of a, a hockey? Uh, rink uh, the other not the other day it was about six years ago um somebody was saying youngie where are you going and i said i'm just going to the blacktop and then they just said oh, okay we'll see you out there well the blacktop bar is if you look down it's a parking lot <laughs> okay <laughs> it's blacktop it's really a metaphor you know for just us going out and grilling have the hot dogs have the beer but he opens up the you know their trunks and and you know after we play I mean, I have to probably give the softball people a lot of credit because they've been doing that forever. <laughs> and uh, what I think I did is I, I just named it. So the Blacktop Bar is uh, just, it's a metaphor for another place that we just celebrate all the lies and, and fabrications of what we just did an hour ago on the rink. <laughs> and uh, I know I always I ask people, you know, you've been there, and you, you, everybody says, well, I don't know if I've been yeah, you've been there. Yeah, we've been you've there. All been there. <laughs> you've all been there. So, so what I started doing is um, uh, T-shirts, hats, uh, bags, uh, you name it, koozies. Uh, I, you know, I still do that, and I, and you know, I'm always looking for you know new new uh, ideas about how to put Blacktop Bar out there. And uh, then because I started riding a bike, and I've been doing it since 2000. Um, uh, I came up with this other idea where it's a sons of blacktop. So, <laughs> I mean, you, you can't see my, my, you know, jacket, but you know, it's, uh, it's a, a little spin off of a, you know, it's got a skeleton with the oh, hockey. Turn around. Let, let the viewers see what, what it looks like there. Yeah. There can... we go. Oh yeah. yeah. We got it. We got it. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I've got four or five of real good buddies they want you know they want to order this stuff too and um you know we got to be careful about this too there's some serious folks out there that uh um that don't like us doing this kind of stuff i mean the bikers they're just, kind of, just having fun well I, I when i first got my vest i, I went over i was down at pd pappy's and and i i was just hanging out there i was having a drink and and a burger and you know yeah you know, so i had a cigar too but the guy some a guy come up to me and looked really kind of fishy and he starts asking well, who and he starts looking at my jacket and who are you you're not affiliated are you and you know it's like 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, then he kind of scared me, and I'm thinking, how many guys are with him? I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay once in a while, but, you know, if there's four or five guys, I don't think I'm going to last very long. But, uh, you know, look, I Jack Carlson, where are you? Get over yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> there you Maxie, go. help me. <laughs> Both those, well, Jack doesn't ride, but uh, Maxie does. You know, he's got a nice bike that... You know, North Star, North Star colors. Oh, yeah. Neat. So he's, yeah. I don't. Have, I haven't seen him in a while, but um, yeah. Anyway, so that's how the the sons of Blacktop kind of come, black came up. Bar. Yeah, the Blacktop Bar. Leave it yeah. to a hockey guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that's it's and it's actually there's a lot of people in Arizona and uh, now there's more down in uh, Naples where I was living last last uh, winter, and uh, you know they're starting to wear. The new jerseys, the new T-shirts. So, how do people find out about this? Well, you know, I, I had it on a website, and then I, I just I got kind of lazy, and then I, I I needed to get some more funds to do this, and then I got I got sidetracked with you know uh, by working with the Blackhawks, so um, so I kind of backed off from that, and I was focusing on scouting. Sure, and yeah. uh, so that's kind of you know, so it's still there. I just. You know, I I probably need a little more help with it, but I you know, <laughs> I can sell it. Uh, I need to be somebody a little bit more creative than me, and uh, so it would take you know a few more dollars to do that. But uh, you know, it I may get on it sooner or later. But you know, the guys that I skate with, and I skate about three times a week. Um, you know, everybody's you know, what do you got new? What do you got new? You know? <laughs> but I, I had it. You know, I put it on Facebook, but uh, you know, I had my own website. I'll start it again. I just, I got to get more inventory. So there you go. Yeah. All right, folks. You heard it here. Blacktop. Get bar. out there. Blacktop bar. <laughs> oh, man. So, Tom, uh, you're born and raised in Frogtown neighborhood of St. Paul, Minnesota. Tell yeah. us about your childhood. Well, boy. Um, you know what? I, all my hockey was related to all the friends that I had. I mean, you know, they, they did it. I did it. They played baseball. I tried to play baseball. Um, you know, they played hockey, and so I, you know, just loved playing it. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, kind of think about what the kids do today. And I've done a lot of coaching over the years and, and you know, how they get to practice. They didn't, you know, they didn't walk to practice. A lot of our our age players, you know, we all eight, eight ten blocks to, to Grace Playground and and uh, just had a blast, you know. And, you know, they think that, um, you know, learning how to skate and you know, pushing that shovel with the snow in front of it uh, didn't hurt. And uh, so then, you know, one thing led to another. I went to St. Agnes, and uh, it's a great school. Uh, and, and actually, I have to say that the uh, the guy that made uh, so much of a difference in my hockey playing was this Don Joseph. He was my uh, um, he was my coach at St. Agnes, and um, and then uh, I was with him for two years, and he took off to St. Mary's. But he was like a surrogate father to me because I lost my, my, my father when I was a freshman or sophomore. And uh, so he kind of guided me in, in a lot of different ways. But, um, yeah, so I ended up at St. Mary's. Then uh, I was there for two years, probably the two best years of my life. <laughs> it was fun. St. Mary's is a fun place, small college down in Winona. Um, you know, we were Division three. Uh, we played outdoors. Oh, man. which is, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was unheard of. I mean, as far as college goes. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, uh, again, you know, we get paid to take care of the rink. 
Rink was in great shape all the time. And one of the things I really loved about that, that experience down there, and uh, it was, you know, a game would come, and there would be, I mean, it's outdoors. We had, I don't know, eight to ten people deep all the way up around the rink. Wow. Of course, half of them were hammered. But, <laughs> but uh, I had to know, fight the cold somehow. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you, <laughs> it was entertaining. And, uh, you know, we just had a great time, and uh, we had a great crowd, and I don't, I think in the years that I was there, it was only two years, but we never lost at home. Uh, we always butt up against Gustavus. They were they always they won the championship yeah. each year. But but I you know, when I was in the league, and then uh, from there I I went to uh, River Falls for about a blink. Uh, Don Joseph. Oh, is that because of Don Joseph? Yeah, because he of coached Donnie there for a long he, time. He, he went there and coached, and but he knew that I was not happy there. That was not a. I wasn't going to be a you know. A, uh, take care of cows or horses or whatever. I, I'm a city slicker. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he talked to Herbie and uh, and I don't know those two made, you know, whatever. And he said send them over. So uh, I still remember, you know, Herb took me a walk around the campus. Not too long of a walk because you know, he didn't want to get too friendly with anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then I, you know, I had to sit out a whole year, which, uh, you know, if you think about today, they, they go through this portal. I mean, they could go at any time and they don't have to sit out anything. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if nobody takes them, well, that's a whole other deal. But they, they you know, they, they're at risk of losing their uh, scholarship. But if they are any good, they'll get on with the other team and they'll, they'll get a scholarship. So uh, that was the unfortunate thing when you're coming from a Division three to go to one. You know, I don't. You know, I, I always thought hey, this is crazy. I mean, I can see where you're. You know, if you're going one to one, there there might want to you know restrict that. But that was you know we're talking forty years ago. So you know things change. But uh, so I, I walked on and um, spent a year uh, with the, the JV and down in that dungeon we called it uh, in Mira in. Uh, Williams, Williams Arena, yeah, yeah. and uh, it was a dungeon, that was for sure. <laughs> yeah, so. Then, but good memories of it, though. Oh, yeah, you know, it was, uh, I mean, we we played a lot of, you know, college teams, um, and and we didn't really have a, I don't think we had a league, we were just playing, just to play, I mean, they weren't to get us, in, you know, in shape in case somebody was going to move up, and then I and I remember that I was getting close because it was uh, I came in in the middle of the year, so it was like January one when I became eligible, and, and then I started hearing from the other players. Yeah, I heard saying he's using your name. He's, he's you know, if you guys don't get going, you know who's coming up? His young hands coming up. <laughs> well, I didn't. You know, I'm thinking, who the hell is young hands? <laughs> I had to look around, but anyway, uh, oh, that's me. <laughs> so, but then what happened? And, and this is where Paul Holmgren, we played. At the U together, and he wanted to kill me then too. Um, well, actually, that's what it was. So when when uh, the U of M played Wisconsin, Paul Holm got Paul Holm got in a fight, and he was out for four games. Well, I'm eligible, so he inserts Herb inserted me into the lineup with um, Fippen and Vanelli, and I have to say that it was magic. I mean, for all of us, certainly it was. I was blessed that I could play with those two guys. I don't know if I could keep up, but we just, boom, we just, we hit it off, and things were like, they just went. It was good. And then now every Wednesday we would have a scrimmage, 
And Paul, who I took his spot, he wanted to kill me. It was just like I, every, it, it probably helped me get ready for the NHL, but you know what? We'd be playing all of a sudden. I mean, he was like a train. You know, if I didn't keep my head up, I would have gotten killed. And uh, so. Note to young, young oh, listeners, keep your you head know, up. And then Vanelli would always, he'd always, when he gets pissed at me, he'd say, look, I'm going to tell home we're going to run you over again. You know? <laughs> Kept you in line that oh, way, didn't he? <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of funny. But, uh, you know, we had a good team back then. It was uh, – Let's see. We played Michigan Tech uh, three years in a row. Seventy-four. Uh, well, I wasn't on the team yet. They uh, they won in Boston. Seventy-five. We were in St. Louis, and they kicked the uh, Michigan Tech kicked the crap out of us. And then um, then when we were in Denver, we beat them. I think it was five to three. But um, I mean, you know, Herb had he had the the team going. And one of the things that I took a lot of pride in, and I know all the other guys did too. We're all from Minnesota. You know, and, uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, when, when we and then asked after we left, you know, I'm sure other guys would say this to women. He's looking at somebody else to like a foreigner, like a kid from Wisconsin or somebody <laughs> from Michigan Tech or wait, maybe it's a Sioux. There's somebody came up from the Sioux. Anyway. So but, you know, the fact that we're all Minnesota guys, it was it was it really it was special, very special. So and we had some great, great players, too. Um, uh, Buzzy Schneider was there, Russ Anderson, Reed Larson. Uh, I mean, there is just, you know, uh, Lambert, Lynn, Lar there's another Larson, Rob. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of great Minnesota players. So when you got out of St. Agnes, did you not have an opportunity to go D1? Had you not been well, looked at? I, I was being looked at from um, – uh, Colorado College was looking at me, okay. and I still remember when uh, Donnie Joe called me the, the one night, and he, and I you know explained to him that this was you know they're looking at me and you know I'm, I'd like to go there and he and he was really honest with me. He said, "Look, if they haven't bought you a, a ticket to come out, you're on the last you're on the last of the list. Okay. I got a spot for you. I, I can't hold it." much longer but i want you to this is i just want you to know that this is what the uh, the lay of the land looks like and uh i mean i was i was so lucky that i chose that route it was just it was what i needed i didn't need to go out there i mean would that have been fabulous i'm sure it would have been i mean who wouldn't want to be in colorado right you know? yeah uh, but um yeah it just it worked out fabulous for me so but it, if it wasn't don joel uh donnie joel i it, you know, who knows where, where I would have ended up and what kind of trouble I'd have been in. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned the um, the rivalry or, or the, you know, Herb Brooks versus John McGinnis at Michigan Tech. Yeah, yeah. We talked or we've talked to players, both former Minnesota players and Tech players, of some big brawls. I mean, you guys were just physical against each other during yeah. the regular season. Yeah. Any memories of playing up in the old D Stadium up in Michigan Tech that come to mind? Well, you know, the, the, the games were always good games. Or know. I should say, I'd maybe not D. By that time, it might have been John McGinnis Arena, but go ahead. Yeah, I, but there, there was always, I mean, it was always fun to go play, uh, whether it was State, uh, uh, University of Michigan, or Michigan Tech. And when we went up to Michigan Tech, we, we uh, 
I, I still remember we were going up there, and this one of our goalies, I don't even know if I should mention his name, but... Oh, go ahead. Okay, well, Jeff Tierney. You know, he was kind of a, you know, kind of an eight-ball guy. I mean, he was crazy. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, he's got the mouth going, and we're, we're going through the security stuff. And all of a sudden, he starts saying, yeah, I got a bomb. Oh, no! Oh, not good. Oh, well, you know, I mean, his ride up there was on the bus. Just see where he was getting on the plane. But, oh, you know, we just laugh about that uh, all the time. But, you know, the, you know, like I say, the games, I, I think it was all the other stuff that around surrounded the games that, I mean, they, they were always serious. We, you know, they, I don't even know. I think that rink is the same rink it, is, it has been. And maybe I, they've had some, you know, refurbishing. But uh, there's a lot of other rinks around here that, you know, demoed and built and, you know, rebuilt. But uh, I think that's the same same rink. And uh, like I said, they, they had just good players up there all the time. And, um, you know, the, the battles we would have, you know, uh, Steve Jensen, who we used to, you know, yeah, he was a good friend, yep. very good friend of mine. And, uh, of course, you know, he was one of their all-stars. And, of course, he ended up in the NHL, too. Yep. And uh, But on the Olympic team as well. But, uh, yeah, so we, we had some great great times just against those guys and yeah anybody growing up that you uh, watched any favorite athlete or favorite college athlete that you watched well it, it i uh there wasn't anybody that i watched i mean yeah I, I, let's back up a little bit um bob dill who was a scout for the um well, he was scout for the, the North Stars at a time, but his son and I were good friends. And, uh, and you know, he, he was an okay hockey player, and, but we would always go down to his basement, and Sunday, there was a game, Blackhawks, Blackhawks, you know, whatever. I, mean, I don't even know if the North Stars played much, but it was Blackhawks, you know, <laughs> because he was part of the Blackhawk organization back then, and uh, was a scout for them. And, uh, you know, we'd be down in the basement, and we'd be watching the game, Bobby Hall, Stan Makita, you know, those kind of guys, you know, you, you, you can't miss. Yeah, right. I want to yeah. be one of those, you know. Um, I mean, I don't think there's so many people saying, hey, I want to be a Tom Young Hans, but uh, <laughs> there might have been a few. It cost me a few bucks to give, have him do that. Him say that. <laughs> but I, I still remember that, you know, just growing up, and that was the team that was on the, you know, our lips, you know, and it really wasn't the North Stars, but it was them because they had the TV contract that they could get out there, but we would play hockey in between, in between periods, and, you know, and, I think that I kept my stick down pretty well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Shorty Dill, you know, he'd come down the basement and he would just go crazy because the ceilings were the, you know, the, the kind of the soft ceilings that oh. had sticks that are jammed up. There was so many, there's like a billion holes up there. And I would just say, it wasn't me, it was him. It was Pat. Pat was doing it. You know, and of course, you know, by the end of the game was done because there was a TV downstairs, went upstairs. And then I'd hear uh, uh, Shorty say, Okay, Pat, get young hands out of here. Get them out of here now. <laughs> so, you know, it's like I did all the trouble. Oh, I yeah. didn't cause any trouble. Oh, no. Well, not, no. not down the basement. <laughs> so, uh, you know, th those are the guys that, uh, you know, we just, again, you know, hanging with the guys that uh, we did things with all the time and, uh, and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I have fond memories of that. And yeah. then, of course... I was lucky enough that, you know, once I 
got to the next level, the college level, uh, um, you know, Shorty was in there pitching for me and Mariucci was. I know uh, Herb was as, as well. And, and I, you know, Samor was the coach then. Or actually, he wasn't the coach yet. He was going to be the coach. Okay. <laughs> but when I became in, uh, when I came in in 76, uh, uh, Harry, Harry Hollow, yeah. That, he was a coach. He was, and then, but Glennon, and he switched, and which was a, a good thing for me, because uh, yeah, because Glenn, Glenn was a you know your players' coach. He just he really appreciated guys that worked their butts off and not you know whined and you know you didn't give me enough ice time or whatever. But although I have to say that when we were in an ex, ex, exhibition game and we were playing Edmonton, I think. And uh, Semenko, I had no idea who Semenko was. I'm sitting on the bench, and you know, I'm using my mouth like I like I'm that tough. I didn't know how to fight, you know. But okay, then you know what happened. Then Semenko was a big boy, he, wasn't he? Saying, here he, get out there. Hey, get out. Thank God, Semenko didn't beat me up because <laughs> I didn't, you know. But I'm, you know, I'm just trying to pretend I'm tough, and I knew that, you know, if if someone would have done something to me I would have done it back not as well maybe but I would I wasn't gonna give up you know so and I think that that was maybe one of the things that the coaches like about me is that you know if he's gonna work his butt off and and uh, just give it his all and not not be ba- back and down because once you do they got you <laughs> you know and they'll just that's, you know keep true. working you over and then that yep. one doesn't work very well so if somebody you know does it and you do it back they know, well, okay, I'll find somebody else. So, so where did that tenacity come from and that work ethic? I don't know. I think I'm going to blame my brother maybe because he's the, <laughs> he's the first guy that got me in a fight when I was, uh, I think, in sixth grade because he, he wanted me to beat up this eighth grader. I think it was a freshman. He was a small guy, and my brother couldn't, you know, he was too big to beat him up. So he said, well, my, my brother can beat you up. So then we were over at Hancock Playground, and he sets up this – you know, about a 10-round fight. 10-round? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I never knew how to fight. And, you know, of course, my my older brother, you know, he kind of taught me how to fight. But, uh, you know, I ended up, you know, getting a kind of crooked nose out of it. And, of course, my dad yelling at Joel, Joel, would you, you know, you did this to him, blah, blah, blah. So, but that, that was, you know, probably part of it. You know, I came from a family of six, and... Uh, my older brother was a really good athlete. My younger brother was a good athlete as well. My sisters, I think they didn't get to do anything because... Yeah, they were know, women, unfortunately, yeah, at know, that time. They get to yeah. go cook and, and, you know, econ and, uh, you know, things I should have been doing. I want to learn how to cook, how to make bread. <laughs> okay, put me in shop at least, okay? <laughs> yeah. Give me a trade. Uh, yeah. Oh. Well, I think that, uh, you know, just hanging with, you know, my brother, you know, watching him and just maybe he, he was a role model for, for me as well. Um, and he was a tough sucker. And, um, you know, of course, he ended up, you know, going into, he didn't get any uh, scholarships anywhere. St. John's was looking at him, but. Then he went over uh, to Vietnam and then came back, became a cop and followed my dad's footsteps. So I think there was a piece of that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great history. What position did you play and how did you pick that position? Um, I didn't. (laughs) It's funny you should say that one. Uh, You know, I was a center, or I thought I was. Okay. And, uh, you know, and that's where, 
Yeah, I think when Herbie says, okay, what position, he said the same thing, what position do you think you're, you should be playing? I said, well, I, I think I'm a center. And he says, no, you're a wing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't get a chance. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I thought, well, I better believe him. He's a coach. <laughs> I don't, you know, I didn't play much center in college. Uh, I really didn't play much center uh, uh, with the pros either, but I'm really good now with the senior men's. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, you know, the, the one thing with the center, and, you know, Tommy Benelli would be just a quintessential great center because he could see the ice. He, he knows where to go, what to do. And, of course, you know, you look at a Gretzky, you know, guys like that. You know, I don't not comparing Tommy to Gretzky, but all oh, they're about the same size. Okay, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but they can see the ice, you know. And, yeah. and uh, I think Gretzky said he, you know, he's like six things he can see. You know, well, I know I can see one and a half. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're close then. <laughs> so you know, just go up and down your wing. <laughs> yep, stay on your side. Stay so out that, of everybody's I, way. That was the deal. I, you know, I knew the wing position was, you know, I was fine with it. Um, and then I started playing both sides, and, and you know, I kind of got accustomed to that. And it's really a mental challenge for the players out there. Some some don't want to go. I'm a, a right hand shot, and I started playing the left side, and it's really a, a I think a better spot for you because. You know, you get the puck and you yeah. just be ready. You're on Shooting your board, lane, yeah. Uh, a better spot. So, uh, but I think Herbie was funny though. Yeah, you're you're a, you're a wing. You're a That's wing. It. You're a wing. <laughs> so you talked about your brother being a great athlete, but you must have been pretty good too because you were inducted in the St. Agnes Hall of Fame in 2007. So, yeah. What other sports did you play there? How did you end up in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Let's see, donations. No, <laughs> no, that I didn't do that. No. I, but, you know, I would have, but... <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> Sorry. Come on over and say hi, Tom. Uh, Tom just, Reed just walked in. This is awesome. I just want to tell you that, uh, speaking of Tom Reed, he did play two memories of jokes on me. And uh, the one was worth the turkey. When you sent all those rookies up to, uh, I think it was Byerly's. No, Jerry's. Jer oh, Jerry's. Yeah. We went there and Thanksgiving, we we get to, we get free turkeys, and we're oh. all we got turkeys like <laughs> we this. gave him a letter with Jerry's letterhead. Lou Nanny and I put it together. Louie really, oh, God. but uh, one of those situations where all the rookies said they're getting free turkey turkeys, and they got their cards filled with all the you know everything they needed, and all of a sudden they get to the counter and here to get my free turkey. Now, what's the name? Free, oh. free. Yeah, what's the name? Young hands. Nothing. <laughs> No young hands here. Oh yeah, we get a free, we get a turkey, a free turkey, free oh. turkey. Butcher says, I don't think so. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah there was we, a bunch. We of... got you twice in the same thing, didn't we? Uh, not me. Oh, okay. Not me. You got, it could have been sharply, but but you did get me with the per diem. But when we were counting out that we were going on a road trip, and uh, you know I don't know we you know we got twenty dollars a day or something. It was nothing. But I counted mine on. I had you know we were gone for. Four or five days, so I had a hundred whatever, and uh, I, he overheard me counting, and he said, "Hey, wait a minute, you got what? Oh, I think you've been shorted. You better go talk to Ted. Go talk to Ted, Ted Harris." <laughs> I go in there, and I and I said, "Hey, you know, I I got I think I got shorted like forty bucks," and he looks at me. I said, "Yeah, that Tom told me that," and he get the f <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Just another rookie mistake. <laughs>
Yeah, but you learn from it, right? Oh, God. It's nice to know he took Thanks, such Tom. good care of you. Thank yeah. you, Tom. Oh, I never slept on the plane either because guys would wear a whipping cream hat or a tie cut or, or somebody glued something down. There is some good stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay, where, yeah. where do we pick up here? <laughs> I, got a, I got a question for him. Yeah. So when you were at the university, there were a lot of St. Paul hockey greats there, and I, I, I'm probably going to miss some. But Paul Holmgren, Les Auger, Mark Lambert, Tom Vanelli, Ken Yackel Jr., yep. and then Minneapolis, Reed Larson. Oh, yeah, so Reed was the... That's a huge Reed, number of top-notch yeah. guys from a yep. small geographical area. Yeah, well, it just goes to show how good of a recruiter Herb was, and he could he could see talent, and, uh, you know, he, he found he found so many uh, of those guys. And, uh, and then I think what's really important in any team, and some people don't want to do this this way, but you got to have a, a mix. You got to have a blend. If you don't, I mean, you got to have your all stars. You got to have your your worker bees, and then you know you got to have some you know mid level guys that are really good. So you know, if you can put that all together, and then have a goalie <laughs> that can uh, stop know, the puck. <laughs> well, it can stop the puck and not uh, open his mouth up too much. Yeah, like and, a bomb threat or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I just think Herb was pretty good at that, uh, putting together a, a, a good chemistry for the team, and um, and then we got along well. I mean, I mean for guys that I think it was a little bit more difficult for me because I I didn't know any of those guys. They all got scholarships, and you know, and I walked on, and you know, I eventually got a scholarship. But you know, they were already together. They were they're good buddies and I, and I you know I made friends with them it didn't take long and um, except for Paul uh, <laughs> but uh, well you did take his spot yeah, I mean I did, it was yeah, legit yeah, right yeah. <laughs> yeah. there was one time we played Philly and and uh, Ken Linsman you know everybody oh, the hated rat. him yep. the rat and I don't think he appreciates that name today as much as he might have back then but uh, we were in Philly and um uh, I, I remember uh, he was coming around the net, and I somehow got lucky enough to, you know, give him the, a good check. He's down, I'm down, and uh, and then it's like, oh, don't touch him. And then Paul Homer comes in to me, and he's like spitting all over me. Youngie, what the f you think you're doing? <laughs> You know, I'm not thinking if I would have stood up, he would have, he would have beat me up. But I know it. There, there wouldn't even have been a thought. He would have done it. Thank God I was done on my knees holding Lindsman down. And he wasn't going anywhere anyway. So, Paul's a big boy. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. 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 Uh, well, he was what? probably still mad at you from taking a spot at well, university, <laughs> right? If so he, here's if my if chance. he brings it up, I'm sure he'll... he'll we won't have too many good things to say about me. You know, you talk about the jokes and, and uh, you know, the little little quirks that you had, but you had to bring something to the table for the university and the North Stars to like. What, what was your go-to? Were you a good skater? Were you a powerhouse in the corner? What um, I, I think, you know, I became a, a utility player, and I took pride in it. I knew I was going to – I loved that when I looked at my contract, it said, hey, okay, if, you're, if you score 50 goals, you get – what <laughs> you get to go to heaven yeah. i always tell you know i was when i do the coaching and I, I tell the kids and you're you know like you're all peewees or whatever 
I scored 50 goals in the NHL. And they, oh, they, you did? Yeah, 49 were in practice. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, for me, um, I think I was quick. I, I could really anticipate. Um, and I was persistent. Um, I wasn't that big, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to back down from anybody. I wasn't, you know, some people think that I was some kind of a fighter. I, I, I couldn't fight my way out of a wet paper sack. But I wasn't going to, you know, I, I probably turtled more than anybody in the world. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I, if you Google me. It's a survival skill, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had, I, it said I had 34 professional fights. And I'm thinking, God, I didn't, did I wince it? I don't remember him. Stan Jonathan, I don't remember. Well, maybe that dementia has taken over, and I don't remember. <laughs> but I know that that if I fought those guys, it wasn't a fight. It was, you know, wrestling match down, you know, Hulk. There's only been one guy that uh, that kind of made me look kind of real silly. And, and I thought I was going to be tough and stand up for Timmy Young. And Timmy and I, we weren't the best of friends uh, off the ice because he's kind of cranky anyway. Tim, remember what I just said. Okay, you can you can be better. But Jill's Lupian, who was the, the biggest guy on the Montreal Canadiens, and we were at we were at home, and he did something to Timmy, and you know, like an idiot, I stepped in there, and he had me like a rag doll. <laughs> so it was you know what, and I'm just hoping someone was going to save me. Where are my? Thank God it didn't really hurt me, but. That was just not my forte. I was not a fighter, but I was there. I was willing to, you know, show up and yeah, like a good yeah. teammate should. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, that's what that's what teammates do. And when you do that, and, and I'll have to say that, you know, teams like Boston, in particular, um, or Philly, when when things happened, it was like boom, they had five or six guys there on the Johnny on the spot. So they didn't let anybody hang out there. So it was always one for all, all for one. And uh, and I don't think that in our in my earlier days with the North Stars that was not quite the case. I think that we had we had some tough guys: Maxwell, uh, Brian Maxwell, Brad Maxwell, uh, Jack Carlson. I mean, we had some tough guys. Al McAdam, who was 175 pounds, maybe soaking wet, he was a guy could he could he could fight. But he never had to fight. But I've seen him fight. Cashman. He took on Cashman and he just oh. like took him apart. And Cashman's like six two and two something. This is Wayne, but, uh, Wayne Cashman we, from the Bruins. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we had. But what we didn't have was that camaraderie with. And what you know, we didn't like each other. We had about three or four different factions oh. of, uh, that, of of that groups. Kind of. team. Yeah. yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paul Schmier, in, in my estimation, Paul Schmier was our captain the year we went to the cup. Actually, you know, the year before that as well. But I think that he had a lot to do with getting our team, at least on the ice, to be kind of together. Off the ice, it was difficult because we had guys that didn't like each other for whatever reason. And, you know, Paul, somehow, I thought he got us to play as a team. And I look at him as being one of the main reasons why we went as far as we did. Now, I still remember in, in 81, 82, when we played the Islanders, they just kicked the crap off us. But, uh, you know, they had a really a, a great team. You know, I mean, we had a, we had a real good team, too. 
but we lacked a lot of, um, I don't know, maybe the little extra stuff, the, the stuff that's the intangibles. So, I want to get back to that, but we've got to shout out a couple of sponsors here. So first off is Raleigh's Coach Club in Altoona, Wisconsin, located across the street from the Altoona Ice Center on Spooner Avenue. They've been a staple in the Altoona community for decades, providing support and sponsorship for youth and adult sports. Raleigh's has your favorite beverage ready and your favorite team on the screen. And also... Northwoods Physical Therapy. They take pride in being your choice for physical therapy in the Chippewa Valley since 1981. Northwoods Physical Therapy is a clinic where you can receive the care you deserve and are treated like family. Tom, you know, you've, you've been sharing some fantastic stories, and I know Paul Holmgren is in the back of your head. <laughs> Somebody. You know, I, what I should you know, have been doing is calling Paul. Hey, Paul, I need a job. I want to be a scout for you guys. I don't know what he's doing over there. Um, yeah. But aside from that, when you were on the ice as a true physical competitor, who did, who did you face that you thought, holy crap, this guy's got it all? Uh, Trache. Oh, Brian. He, he was always my, I don't know, I, I, not hero, but, you know, somebody you want to watch. And, and I mean, he, he had everything as far as I was concerned. He was a leader. He, he certainly got along with the team very, very well. And, you know, what a player. He, he was, you know, he was with, uh, Bossy and, um, the big guy <laughs> I can't remember now um but Clark, Clark Gillies Clark Gillies sorry yeah. yeah and they they did they did great things out there but Trottier and I have to say like you know I was 170 pounds you know let's you know I'm not gonna fool anybody I didn't you know wasn't wasn't 210 <laughs> maybe I tried to play like I was 210 but it didn't work out too good I still remember when I, we were uh, the Islanders and in in um Trotty was coming, just coming off the, coming out of the blue line, and I, I lined him up. I would, I hit him, and I think I went back about twenty feet. I mean, and you know, I don't think he fell down. I know I did, but I mean, he he was the kind of guy that you know he was just solid all the way around. I mean, he did everything that uh, a, a great hockey player could be can do so but he would be one of the guys that was like somebody to look up to and and uh i mean there's guys like lafleur or bossy that can just they can shoot the puck with the with just blazing speed you know quickness and but uh that wasn't my you know i i was a penalty killer and i you know if i started or i'd be on the fourth line i mean i just got to play all over and i was i i loved it so, so what was it like playing against the Islanders? They had so many Hall of Famers. I know you, the North Stars lost yeah. four games to one, but yeah, still just yeah. stepping out the, on the ice with those guys must have been an honor, thrill. Well, I mean, it was you know, I don't think that uh, I don't think our team really realized what we were, where we were, and what stage of the game. I, I don't think I knew I didn't. I mean, it was the Stanley Cup. We we went to the final with a team that. I was obviously genuinely a, a, a champion. And uh, so, um, you know, it's just like, it was kind of like another game, but like certainly elevated. I mean, I'm you know, there's 18,000 people in the stands and maybe a little bit more, but I mean, in, you know, doing the national anthem and your, your heart's beating crazy. And then, uh, you know, the game starts. And of course, you know, the, the old 
theory was just go hit somebody, you'll feel better. <laughs> and you do, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, even if they hit you, but at least, you know, you're, you kind of come down a little, yeah. a little bit. You're in the game. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, you know, they, I don't think we really knew that we were in the spot we were. Would that change some things? I, I think it would have. You know, guys would have, some guys would have played a little bit more intense. I mean, and a guy like uh, Payne, he was, no, I'm not talking about him playing. Intense. He played intense. I mean, he, he was a, a ball out there, but he could score. And that's what he did. And that's what, you know, Bobby Smith, same thing. El McAdam. I mean, that whole line was, you know, then you got McCarthy and then Broughton and uh, Palmer. And I mean, we had guys that, you know, had a lot of what you needed. Yeah. And then I, I don't know. I, I have, I think I only watched uh, one period, you know, we're talking. What 1982, and I saw one period of that game, of the that final, or that actually the whole uh, Stanley Cup yep. for me yep. playing in that whole thing. So it might be interesting for me to watch a whole game. But when I saw that one period, I would click. I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was right? sad because we were. I didn't look like we were playing. You know, boys against men. Yeah. So but. you mentioned that the team really wasn't a core. Um, except when it stepped on the ice. Why do you think that was, that you guys weren't this close-knit group? Uh, I think there was a lot of jealousy about uh, some of the players, about who's getting what, who's got a better contract, you know, and, and, and I, uh, you know, that would be probably more the upper echelon players, and I'm not going to name names, but, you know, uh, they. I just think that they there were some jealousies there that, you know, cause them to not you know root for the other guy and uh and i i do know a couple other guys that were the same with like mike polich and i i mean i thought we did a pretty damn good job killing penalties and um I, you know I, I, my bonuses were uh, came off of you know where we fit in the league it was 18 teams and we were generally um i think we're in the top six penalty killers so uh i mean not just it was but I mean, we we shared most of that uh, duty, uh, was, you know, Mike and I, and we we just fit together. We just did it together. Now, it was there other guy, Al McAdam, um, Ken Eric Anderson, you know, guys like that. They, you know, they're great players in that they could do it too. But for whatever the reason was, you know, Mike just he and I worked well together. Just so. a good chemistry. It sounds like a similar chemistry to your line. That you took over Holmgren's spot at, at the university. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with Vanelli and uh, well, it, it was you know, and, and of course I played with Mike uh, Polich uh, at the U, at U. Yeah. and uh, you know, of course he went he went to Montreal Canadiens, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I I tell you what, I I don't I never really appreciated him as, as enough until I started watching him on film, and Mike's a good player. Mike was Mike could score. I mean, you know, college-wise, he was right up there. Right? And uh, and if and one of the things I think back then, when you're small, you don't get the second look too often. And I think yeah. that might have been maybe his deal when he was up in Montreal. Um, he didn't play a whole lot up there, and then until he he came here, then then he was he was up all the time. So, if you could pick two line mates, anybody you want to be with you, who would you pick? Well, I'd keep Jack around. <laughs> Carlson. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like skating with Kent uh, Eric Anderson. 
I love and Al McAdam. I mean, well, and Mike Eves. I got Mike Eves was uh, no, he was just a small guy, but he had a lot of talent. Very smart player, very smart coach, and uh, he was fun to play with. And we were, you know, we get we were good buddies off the ice too. So that helped. It helped a lot. I mean, we we cared for each other. So those guys, you know, meant a lot. Now, you know, guys like uh, McCarthy, fun guy. I mean, he didn't have an off button. So he just, he, you know, I don't care if it was a game, the party. You know, it just kept going. And he was just a lot of fun. But he had a lot of talent. And he, he, he didn't hold it back. He, when he was out there, he played hard. So um, uh, I'd have to, I'm going to kind of step over to the other team when I was with the Rangers. Uh, Ron Duguay was another one of those guys. You know, of course, Herbie was coaching then at, with New York. And uh, Ron was, uh, you know, he was your playboy. He was your, he's the guy that was down in, down in Manhattan there with uh, all the uh, Cheryl Teagues and, you know, all the other, you know, oh, all the man. models. I mean, he's at oh, Club 52 or 4. I don't know what it was. I, mean, I couldn't go there. I, was, my, I couldn't go there. My wife was in town. Oh, you know, <laughs> Not that nothing would have happened, but, you know, I just, you know, I was, we were, I never went out when I was at home. And, uh, but uh, Ron, he would, you know, we'd have to be at practice. Um, I think it was like at least 45 minutes before practice. And if not, you're going to be fined. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what happened was, uh, you know, Doogie's coming all the way out to Rye Town, which is probably, you know, it's half an hour for sure. If there was traffic, it would be a lot longer. But he's coming from Manhattan out. And, uh, you know, he was he, just, he rolled off about 600 bills to the trainer and said, I'm going to be late. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah. I mean, this you know, again, this is way back then. But, you know, but the thing is, when he played, I don't care if it was practice or a or the game. I mean, I mean, he he elevated his game when the game was on. Yeah. He he worked very hard at practice too. So you know, you you know, you don't have your best best. You're working hard, definitely. But he just didn't pull any punches. Now I know some guys that that I skated with. Um, you know, they came to practice and they showed up. <laughs> you didn't know if they were there. Not good. Yeah. So. But, Let's give a shout-out real quick to a couple of our sponsors. Ryan Flagg, State Farm Insurance, for all your family's insurance needs in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Ryan is a huge hockey backer. He supports college and youth uh, volunteers. He helps repair ranks. I'll tell you what, this guy's a, a top-notch hockey guy and uh, knows his business when it comes to insurance. And Chippewa Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine has been committed to the health care needs of patients in western Wisconsin since 1954. The orthopedic surgeons and trainers serve many area schools. Their success and reputation as an outstanding orthopedic clinic can be attributed to the teamwork of friendly, knowledgeable physicians and staff. So, Tom, when I was doing some research on you, I noticed something that I, I found unusual, and I'm hoping you can help me with this. So you wore number nine in college. Right. You wore 29 with the North Stars. Yep. And when you were at the Rangers, you wore numbers 19 and 39. Right. Was there something going on with the number nine? or? Well, was, um, well with, with the Gophers... You know, I, I don't. I just like that number. I mean, there was. I mean, I was in high school. I, I think it was seven, and when I was at uh, with three, and then yeah, I don't. I don't remember where I was at uh, St. Mary's. Oh, I was fifteen. Yeah, but uh, when I got there, nine, I guess, was available, and I liked it. And then, and then when I went to the the, um, the North Stars, 
uh, Blake Dunlap had nine, and I didn't think he was going to give that one up. <laughs> so, <Probably> not. <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I said, okay, well, give me 29. And, uh, and then 19 was uh, um, Williams, uh, the, the, the player, Masterson, sorry. He, Bill, I, Masterson. Bill Masterson, yep. I think, was 19. That's why I didn't get that. I would have taken 19, yeah. but yeah. that was retired. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, when I left uh, and went to the Rangers, uh, somebody else had nine, and they wouldn't give it up. <laughs> so I thought, well, give it. Oh, you know, I'm 29 was was not available. I think it was Rio Rootsalina. So um, and you know, I should have taken it from him. I, he couldn't speak English anyway. So how would he know? I tell you, I give you a little quick story on the Ranger trade. When I got, like, I I know I got after. Uh, okay, it was the next year. 82 I got after the training camp I got sent down to Nashville and uh Nashville you know they didn't have any you know they had a minor league team and uh I always kid people because to get to practice I just get on a cockroach and just oh <laughs> get, get all the way down there to the rink but it was just and I I, I room with Bobby Souter and oh, oh, uh wow, yeah. yeah and uh you know he he was he had a chip on his shoulder so big because, you know, he felt he should have played, and maybe he should have. I don't know. But the thing is, nobody saw him. Nobody liked him. And enough to get him up there. So, anyway, then I had Archie Henderson. So, us three lived together. So, anyway, we were – and every time the phone would ring, I'd pick it up. Louie, the joke's all – it's over. The joke's over. Yeah, hey, get my back. You know, of course, you know. Nobody's calling. <laughs> it was somebody else, you know. <laughs> so then there was, after about two weeks, all of a sudden I picked the phone up. It's Louie. And, and he said, what? What? Because I say, hey, Louie, the joke's over. I'm ready to come up. And then he said, what? What? He didn't know what I was saying, but I knew what I was saying. <laughs> so anyway, so I get pulled back up. And so I'm up for, because guys were getting hurt. You know, thank you, Lord. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I, you know, two weeks go by and, and then, and all of a sudden, it's I get a call into uh, in Louis's office. You know, Louis doesn't call me into anybody's office. Well, I go in the office, and he says, "Okay, look at um, Washington or Rangers are looking for a penalty killer. Where do you want to go?" And I thought, "Oh wow, I'm going to the Rangers. Herbie's there. You know, we're best buds." <laughs> so I go home, and it's like I got a piano off my back. I mean, I just. Yeah, you get to play. So I'm, you know, I get some of the reporters calling me. Oh, this will be a great deal. You and Herbie will be great. Da da da. So then uh, I get a call from Herb. I said, Hey, Herb, you know, hey, it's great. He goes, Yeah, good to have you with the organization. Blah blah. Okay, I want you to meet me down. I want you to meet uh, the team down at Fredericton. Pause. Herb, there's no effing team in the NHL that plays in Fredericton. <laughs> he sent me down. Oh no! <laughs> and I and I then I got in like about a half an hour, not a half an hour, about twenty minute, you know, kind of few fu's back and forth. And he said, "Youngie, this is Craig Patrick says this is the only we this is how we're going to bring you in. We're going to bring you in this way." So then I of course went to Fredericton, felt like a little kid with my thumb in my mouth, and <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> so I I was there, and you know, then there was a few you know playing in the minor leagues. Anybody that 
came out of the NHL and was down there for any length of time, everybody thinks, well, let's go beat him up because then I, I'm tougher than him and I should be up there. Well, you know, then I get in a few fights down there. I think, hey, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so, you know, because uh, I, I had already I had already said to myself and my wife that when 25 games in the NHL pass and there's, you know, if I'm not going somewhere, I'm retiring because I'm not sitting my I'm not sitting my butt down there. Well, I mean, it, obviously, I got got up before that 25 games thing because usually 25 games, everybody's saying, "Okay, you're gone, you're coming. We know what you're doing. How do you do it?" And whatever. So, anyway, I get I I finally get pulled up. I I'm in that walk in the locker room. Now this is before the game. You know, we're just I got Pavlich over here. And Robin Clanahan over here, and my seat's right there. And I think, great, I got two Minnesota guys. There you go. Oh, I feel, oh, just yep. feel them. So I get in, hi guys, how you doing? Pavlich doesn't talk to me at all, doesn't say one word to me. I don't even know if he can speak. And then Rob, he's kind of got his, you know, nose in the air, and he didn't talk to me. So it's been, you know, it was a few days later, then I, I run into real Roots Linen, who, can't speak English, and he actually was trying to talk to me. <laughs> and I, you know, then I, you know, after a little while, then then the story goes, you know, because Pab is he's, he became good friends, and you know, of course, he always likes to mess with people. And the, and the story in his book goes that we had a game, and he put cellophane on my bottom of my skates, and so I'm going to go with it. Okay, I went out during warmups and pfft, right near. But the truth of the matter is, that was at practice. <laughs> but he put the cellophane on there, and it's like, oh, God. But, uh, no, I thought I, was, you know, I thought I was in a good spot, and I eventually was. But yeah. uh, I became better friends with, uh, with uh, Pavlich and Rayo because, you know, again, both of them didn't talk, so I could. I get to, I get to say things. And, and you know, one thing about both of them, they just loved the hunt. They loved the fish. And, um, yeah, it was just it was just kind of fun to be with Pav because you know he, he's just got a, a, a side sense of humor that was odd and whatnot but uh, you know it's too bad he ended up with some CTE and you know that's a history now but but it was it was a fun it was a fun goal with New York and you know Herb was you know it, it was it was just fun you know he was a he, he left me alone because he, he knew he knew I was going to work my butt off. Yeah. Uh, Herb was kind of guy that you know he would always get on like a Mikey Rogers who scored a hundred points a year, or Duguay or Beck or some of the real you know Greshner, when they didn't he really didn't need to do any of that. They were still going to produce. Maybe he got one more goal or three more goals, but uh, you know Herb just wanted to be the the shrink that he. He really was, and he and he did a great job, obviously. But uh, yeah. it was fun. It was just he was a fun guy. So, so you played in the AHL in Fort Worth, Texas, and Nashville. Yeah. So yeah. Back in those days, we didn't have NHL teams down in the South. No. Well, no. So what do you think about that now? All those teams in Florida, Arizona, California. Well, you know, it became. I think in anybody that's been down there in the old days, you know, it was kind of a. Okay, how many fights can you get? Because that's all they knew. They only understood that. And maybe some didn't, but I think the vast majority would just want to see a fight. Yeah. And uh, and they were entertaining. Shit. <laughs> Who doesn't want to have a fight? <laughs> I just don't want to get in the fight yeah, and get beat up. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. As long as you're winning. So if you're winning, you're fine. 
but uh, yeah, it's uh, um, it's a you know obviously it's a different world now. Nashville obviously is a major league city, and and uh, and it's helped so much around the, with the youth. Same with Arizona, same with uh, California and Florida as well. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was you know I lived down in uh, uh, Cape Coral, Fort Myers area uh, all last winter, and we we left on over to watch uh, uh, the guys over there, the uh, Florida Panthers, yeah. and uh, and it's just odd, you know. They they were in the here you got Las Vegas and and it's like. Hmm. Where's Montreal? Where's Where's Toronto? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> or, or Blackhawks or somebody. You know, original six. Right. So anyway, it was fun though. I was, you know, and the people on there, they, I think they 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 know hockey well. You know, I mean, do they want to see a fight once in a while? I think they do, but not. It's not. I think it's a whole nother game now. Kids don't fight anymore. I mean, you'll see some of them, but yeah. um, even when I was scouting, this is one thing that kind of blew me away is that you know somebody came and whacked you I, I know in my era they would have it would have been a fight they would have been i would have found you in the parking lot i would beat the crap out of you but they don't they don't do that now i mean they just don't they're, they're skating and they're working on their skills and but uh the, the the violence part has been kind of tempered so uh for the good of the game i don't know yeah i'd like to see a fight once in a while <laughs> Not every player in the NHL gets to make the Stanley Cup final. You made the final, four to one against uh, New York. Do you think that the team chemistry had something to do with the fact that you guys only pulled out one win in that? Whereas oh, the absolutely, Islanders? absolutely. Okay. I, I don't think any team out there, and you know, if they're not, you don't like the guys in the locker room. God, it's 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 really difficult to move forward, and and I and would say uh, that um, a couple of years ago, when we had two players here that kind of ran the roost, and with the wild, and and I heard terrible things about the locker room presence in there, and and you know, and that's very disruptive, and and it's selfish, and if you have a team like that, well, you're not going far. When I see, like I say, I, I look at Boston, I see Philly. Islanders, uh, Rangers, even uh, you know, there there was a chemistry with, uh, you know, with the teams. So I, I just think that if anybody's going to try to be a championship team, if you don't, I don't care if you're a peewee or uh, NHLer, you you got to have that that chemistry. So I mean, and, and that it will also you know you spin this off to business. I think it's the same thing. Principles are all the same. So. So Tom, you've been involved. You stayed involved in the game ever since yep. you retired. You yep. stayed. You've been coaching, and most recently, you're scouting with the Blackhawks. So, what what do you see in the future for you as far as hockey's concerned? Well, I'm going to continue to to play senior men's hockey, <laughs> leading the league. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I play defense now. <laughs> Give those guys a chance, huh? Yeah, I just you know, I I like to hook and hold a little. <laughs> Old school, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm going to throw out some more resumes to a few of the NHL teams. And if, you know, somebody's, you know, interested, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, it's, you know, we talked a little earlier about, you know, it's uh, who you know, and that, that has a lot to do with things. And, um, you never know. Uh, I, I'd, I'd love to be, I was trying pretty hard with the wild. They, they just didn't have a spot. 
or they didn't want to make a spot, or I don't know exactly, but uh, I just know that my name, um, I I pounded it out there pretty good, and you know who knows, you know the future can change real quick. True. So, Tom, entertaining oh, is the first fun. word that, that comes to mind, and what a <laughs> career! Holy well, buckets. Well, I, I'm thankful for all the help I had to get here. I mean, you know, it, it was it was a team effort. <laughs> You know, from my brother to my mother to the guys around me playing, and um, yeah, so I'm I'm like I said, I'm thankful, thankful that I got to do it. Well, it seems like you were a guy who played for the right reasons. You played for yourself, but you also played for your teammates. You stuck up with them, and you're probably a real good glue guy in the in the locker room. So that's what I'm getting out of this, at least. Well, I'm going to vote for me. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, you got my vote too, buddy. Wow. Uh, well, you guys are great, and I appreciate you, you know, calling me down here and um, and asking me some questions. It brings back some great memories, and um, you know, it just it, it's it's fun to be around hockey people. I mean, I don't, you know, people say, "Oh, about the basketball guys or baseball guys." You know what? I don't think there's a chemistry that's anything like the uh, hockey guys, and it's not exclusive to whatever level. It's the hockey people. I think hockey people like each other. There, there is just like I say, it's a camaraderie, and and that's why I continue to play the game because I love the people I play with. And um, yeah, I yell a little bit once in a while at them, but you know, fortunately, they don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Typical hockey players. Yeah. <laughs> no oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Um, Please remember to say hi to our sponsors when you drop in on them and do us a favor and leave a rating and review on your favorite listening platform. Helps Mogi and I stay in the game. And a big thanks again to our guest, Tom Younghands, as well as to you folks, our audience. Please remember our sponsors, State Farm Insurance, Raleigh's Coach Club, Northwoods Therapy Associates, and Chippewa Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Follow us on your favorite social media platforms as well as YouTube. And remember, folks, until next time, keep your head on a swivel and stay on your inside edges. Right, yeah.